Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Praise God. Good afternoon, everybody. I heard somebody singing already. Yes, Lord. Thank God. Good afternoon. This is Gloria. This is your call to worship for Saturday, October 29, 2016. I bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Dr. Millicent Black, to Refuge from the Storm Conference Call Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. Say one thing I have, have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Our worship service today is going to be led by a serving team, Dr. Millicent Black. Sister Cassandra Lewis is our talk show manager. Minister Juanita Purdy will serve as our worship leader. Our psalmist for the day is uh, Pastor Deidre Sterling Williams, and our speaker of the hour will be Reverend Carrie James Sr., who's the pastor of Grace United Missionary Baptist Church of Columbia, Tennessee, and he is the pastor of our pastor, and I'm sure she will introduce him uh, at the appropriate time. Our announcements for the week. Uh, today, we'll conclude our, well, it's not the last day of October, but October is National Pastor Appreciation Month. Now, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 12-13, it reads, And now, friends, we ask you to honor those leaders who work hard for you, who have been given responsibility for urging and guiding you along in obedience. Overwhelm them with love and appreciation. So, Pastor Black, if you're on the line, we love you, and we're going to find a way to overwhelm you with love and appreciation. You are a jewel, and we thank you for everything that you're doing for us. I want to remind you that October is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Remember that prevention is key, and we must be our own best advocates regarding our health. Now, God has provided us with all the necessary tools, and it's up to us to avail ourselves of them. Our Bible study is this Wednesday, November the 2nd. Please check the newsletter for the appropriate time for your time zone. Our lesson subject is Model of Endurance, and the scripture is from Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the 1st through the 13th verses. And November will start our fall quarter. We're using the International Bible, excuse me, International Sunday School Lesson Series, and the title of the uh, fall quarter is Alpha and Omega. Tuesday, November the first, we will resume or have our monthly early morning prayer meeting, which will be which will be led by Minister Juanita Purdy. And I'm not sure, but Dr. Black and uh, our sister Juanita may share, share a little bit more about that. Sister Juanita is um, also on Saturday mornings leading the prayer team. So if any of you care to join early morning, uh, every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time, 11 Eastern Time, the call-in number is the same number that you called in here, and uh, Sister Juanita is starting to... Uh, share some prayer concepts with us and um, help us get on a better road to prayer.
Uh, please check your newsletter for the 2016 30-Day Guide to Praying for the Election. This week we've included prayer suggestions for spiritual warfare in, in terms of the upcoming election. Now, voting is a privilege, we know that, and we must not ignore that privilege. We know that no matter who's president, that Jesus is always king. Amen? So I thank you for indulging me for these announcements. Uh, please use the newsletter as a reminder. Now let's continue by turning our hearts and our minds to worship as we block out all those distractions of the world. Um, I'm going to call on Minister Purdy to come now and lead us through the worship period. Hallelujah. We praise the Lord. We praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. We are so honored to be here again and honored that God's presence is with us. And uh, we want to honor those who are with us. We uh, bless each and every person for being here. We bless the Lord for Reverend uh, Dr. Black, who is the visionary um, and being obedient to the call that God placed on our heart to start this call. And um, so we bless the Lord for her. We bless the Lord for um, Sister Gloria, and we're excited because Sister Gloria is all is doing more than announcements now. She is praying. She is, uh, and we're excited. I am so excited with the move of God in our lives and each and every person who is um, who have stepped up to the call to make this happen. I just bless the Lord, and I bless the Lord to be in the presence of each of you and the opportunity to serve him together with you. So um, we are going to have an opening hymn by Reverend Deidre Sterling. And the last time I spoke, I encouraged each and every one of us to do something different. Show God our passion for him. It's more than just being on the call, but passionately loving and serving and worshiping him. So I want to encourage you as uh, Reverend Deidre come in song, I want to encourage you to do something different. I know we can sit in front of our computers or whatever we're doing and just listen, but we're going to be active. We're going to lift our hands um, in praise. You know, if, if we, we can fall prostrate and praise for an adoration for the Lord, but we want to do something different to show God and honor God in his presence today. So I encourage you as Reverend Deidre Sterling, come to bring you song. Show God honor. Lift your hands and praise to him and, you know, mute your phone Sing and shout hallelujah as she's bringing to sow the word into your atmosphere. Hello? Hallelujah. We're here. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord. Today. Magnify your 
Hallelujah. 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 When I look back over my life, <laughs> hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you, Jesus. We bless your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this day, this opportunity. This is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it, Father God. We shall think of those things, Father God, as you have instructed in your word. We shall think on those things that are true, those things that are honest, those things that are just those things that are pure and lovely and a good report. Lord, those are the focus of the things that we think on. Forgive us when we fall short of that or when we have fallen short. But, Lord, I thank you for renewing us every day. We thank you that your mercies are new every morning, Father God, that as we arise, you give us a new opportunity to to get those things right in your presence, Lord. And we thank you for the strengthening of the Holy Ghost that will correct us and lead us and guide us so that we are aligned with your word, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to help us grow in your word, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for for staying the hands of the enemy in our life on every side, Father God. I thank you. I ask that you bless the 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 minister as he brings the word in each and every person, Father God, that the word is seated in good soil and we are ready to receive that that fruit may abound to our account. Lord, we bless you. We thank you. Lord, we ask that you lead this service. You guide us. And that, Father God, teach us all those things that we need to know. Open our hearts and our minds that we may receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. And we will have another song by Reverend Deidre Sterling Williams, followed by altar prayer by our own Sister Gloria Sterling McGill, and then we will have the introduction of the speaker by uh, Dr. Reverend uh, Reverend Millicent Black. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There is none like you. No one.
Thank you for your promise when you said that we could call upon you in our day of trouble and you would deliver us. Oh, Lord, you are our rock, you are our fortress, and you are our deliverer. And in you we put all our trust. I read somewhere where they said there are some angels in heaven, thousands of them, and all day long all they're saying is, holy, holy, holy. And, Lord, we come before you saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Now, Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and we know that in his obedience he became the perfect sacrifice, shedding his precious blood for the remission of our sins. And we thank you, Lord. He's our Savior. He's our friend. He's our high priest. And he's always moving on our behalf. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for guiding us as each of us comes before you, bringing all the issues of life, and we're laying them at your feet. All of our pressures, all of our circumstances, our disappointments, our failures. But we trust and we know that you're going to work out our circumstances. All the while, you're going to give us practical wisdom and how to get through them, Lord, because we got to go through. We may bend and we may bow, but we're not going to break, Lord, because we know that you're going to take us through this journey, Lord. We say thank you. We thank you for the word, Lord, that is a lamp unto our feet and it's a light unto our pathway. Because sometimes, Lord, we just we don't know where we're going without the word. Without opening up that word and feeding our spirits, we would be lost. In the word it says, to count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations, knowing that testing of your faith will work patience. And Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit who fills us with his power to do your work and to minister to us and through us. And we're grateful and we thank you. We thank you that he's helping to develop us in our mind of Christ. Our ways are not like your ways, Lord, but we're searching, we're seeking, we're thirsting after you, Lord, to develop the mind of your son, Jesus Christ, to live like him, to love like him, to show compassion like him. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of fellowshipping with these, our brothers and sisters, and for this technology that brings us together, even though we are, in some cases, thousands of miles apart. And Father, we pray for each person on this call and the sign of my voice, asking for a special anointing on them for the spirit of the, of the Holy Spirit to dwell and rule within them so that they can abide in you as you abide in them. And when we do that, Lord, you say we will bear much fruit. We pray for their families, Lord. We pray for all their circumstances. We pray for their healing. We ask you, Lord, to help build them up and to prop them on every leaning side. And we pray, Lord, that you will teach us how to use our spiritual gifts and once we learn what those gifts are to serve you, Lord, as you lead us. Yes, yeah, Lord. Father, we ask you to protect us from being deceived and led astray. Because we're learning all the time that there's another one who is seeking whom he may devour. That's his job. He's accusing us day and night before the Father, and he seeks to hinder us. He seeks to hinder the plan that the Father has for us to fulfill here on earth. But we know that if we just go to you, Lord, and ask for your help to repent of our sins, to turn from our wicked ways, that you will help us. You just want us to resist the devil and all of his temptations. And you will lead us. That's that song that says, so Lord, I hope it's built on nothing less than Jesus in his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. That might be man, but we wholly lean on Jesus' name. It's on Christ the solid rock we stand. So, Father, we pray that those who don't know you in the pardoning of their sins 
are drawn to your son, Jesus Christ. Because there's benefits in knowing God. I don't know how anybody makes without God. So, Father, again, I just say thank you. You're worthy. Holy is your name. I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for mentors. I thank you for Christian brothers and sisters. When I think about my niece on the phone, all I can say is hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for somebody that planted, helped plant the word in me and lead me to your son, Jesus Christ. Open up my heart, to our hearts to receive you. I just say thank you. Finally, so Lord, I just say let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I'm praying all these things in your son Jesus' name. Lord. Amen and thank you, Lord. Amen. Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Well, it is with great pleasure and, and excitement that I introduce to you and present to others my pastor. Carrie D. James Sr., who was born in Columbia, Tennessee, which is where I am now. He now lives in Nashville with his family. He established um, Grace United Missionary Baptist Church in Nashville, Tennessee, in, in, two, in uh, 2000. He himself was ordained in April of 2000, and Grace United first service was held in the first Sunday in May. Uh, in 2005, Grace United purchased a small building located uh, in Nashville. In 2010, Pastor James started a church in Columbia. Uh, so now we have two churches, one location, two locations, one church. And I'm going to have to ask you to hold on just a second. Okay, thank you all for, for holding. I was just introducing my pastor, and he was calling me on the phone, so he's now on the phone with us. Um, pastor James is a, he's a family man, first of all. He, he's raised four children, have grandchildren that, that lovingly call him Papa Daddy. Uh, he is a playwright. He is, uh, works in the uh, Metropolitan Nashville School System. He is a gifted vocalist. Um, and more than anything, he's a loving and caring pastor and leader. I would, with pleasure, uh, introduce to some and present to others my pastor, Reverend Carrie B. James Sr., uh, Grace United Missionary Baptist Church, Nashville and Columbia, Tennessee. Pastor James? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank amen. you. Hello, everyone. Amen. 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 Thank amen. Amen. Uh, uh, I am in, in Washington, D.C. right now, so I'm sorry I did not call in uh, at the appropriate time. But uh, there's a word that God has given to me to give to you all on this afternoon, very short word. It's coming from Second Samuel, uh, 4th chapter, uh, beginning with the first verse. It says, Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled. But as she heard to leave, she dropped him, and he became crippled. His name was Mephibosheth. Second uh, Samuel 9, 1-5 says, David asked, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for my friend Jonathan's sake? Now, there was a servant of Saul's house, old named Ziba. They called him to appear before David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? Your servant I am, he replied. King asked, is there no one still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness from God? Ziba answered the king, there is still a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in both feet. Uh, where is he, David asked? Ziba answered, he is at the house of Mekir, son of Amiel, in Lodabar. So King David had him brought up from Lodabar, from the house of Mekir, son of Amiel. <clears throat> Just going to talk for about, about 15 minutes. Uh, coming out of a situation that you've been in for entirely too long. Coming out of a situation that you've been in 
for entirely too long. So uh, uh, three things. Three things we're going to discuss. Uh, the condition, the confession, and the covenant. The condition, the confession, and uh, the covenant. Uh, in 1980, there was a lady by the name of Diana Ross, and she sang a song entitled I'm Coming Out. And the lyrics were, I'm coming out, I want the world to know, got to let it show, there's a new me coming out, and I just had to live. I want to give, I'm completely positive. I think this time around, I'm going to do it like you never knew it. Like you never knew it, oh, I'll make it through. The time has come around for me to break out of this shell. I have to shout that I'm coming out. Now, if you listen closely to the lyrics, the message of the song focuses on a woman who is tired of where she is, and she's now ready to come out of something that she's been in uh, for entirely too long, something that's been keeping her down. Uh, maybe it was someone who was holding her back. And, and if she's saying that I'm coming out, then that lets us know that she was in something like many of us have been that was basically holding her down. Again, I don't know uh, in what shape, form, or fashion she was being held down in. Maybe it was physically. Maybe it was spiritually. Maybe it was emotionally or financially. Or maybe she had been holding herself back. I don't know. Sometimes we do that to ourselves. But whatever it was, she had the attitude that should mirror the attitude of every Christian. She was tired. She was fed up. And the attitude that she had finally gotten was that enough was enough, and she had in her mind that she was about to come out. And so if we look at our text, we see how King David reached down to a place called Lodabar, and he helped to bring a man by the name of Mephibosheth out of a place where he had been in, just like down in Ross for a long time. He had been living there for a long time. And just to give you insight into the story, Mephibosheth was the son of Jonathan, and Jonathan was David's dearest friend, and although Jonathan's father, Saul, hated David, Jonathan loved him. Uh, but the story goes, uh, one day, uh, text talks about how Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was laying in both feet. He was five years old. When the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel, it says his nurse picked him up and fled. But as she hurried to leave, she was running. It says she dropped him, and he became crippled, and his name was Mephibosheth. So, uh, so the story again says that uh, they got news that, that the house of Saul and Jonathan had been killed, and so everybody in the household of Saul began to run for their lives. And while they were running, the story says that Mephibosheth's nurse picked him up. He was five years old, and she began to run with him. And while she was running, she dropped him. And when she dropped him, that caused him to be permanently crippled in both of his feet. So the first thing, again, we want to look at is that there was a condition. And the word condition, in this sense, refers to a state of being or a state of health. So his condition was bad. Just like many of us, his condition was bad. He was crippled. And crippled means one who's handicapped, somebody who's lame, who's disabled someone who's weak and something that's defective. And the thing is that there are a lot of Christians right now who are crippled by a condition, walking around weakened, laying, broken, disabled. And I'm not just talking about in the physical. Uh, but the thing that my people said is that he wasn't born that way. He wasn't born that way. Tell somebody he wasn't born that way. Uh, uh, the, the woman with the issue of blood, she had a condition. Uh, she wasn't born that way, though. The blind man had been born with a serious condition. The lame man at the pool had a serious condition. But again, the text says that while the household of Saul was running for their lives, Mephibosheth's nurse picked him up, and she dropped him. And from that time on, he was destined to live his life out as a cripple. He was dropped. He wasn't born that way. He was dropped. Many of us, just like Mephibosheth, had been dropped by someone who should have been protecting us, someone who should have been caring for us. Uh, we trusted them and they dropped us. Somebody missed that one. You see, many people are in this condition because somebody dropped them. And because of what they did to you, you've been crippled ever since. And I'm not sure if I have anybody who's listening who's mm-hmm. been dropped by someone. But, but, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that if you're alive right now, I'm sure that you can say that you trusted someone. Someone it's should have been protecting you. But somehow or another, they dropped you. And because they dropped you, because they did you wrong, you've been walking around here crippled. But God is saying, that you've been crippled for entirely too long because of what somebody else did to you. That's something, because somebody walked out on somebody, and because they walked out on you, you failed, you became crippled, and you haven't bounced back yet, and you've been affected carrying it around too long. Maybe somebody hurt you as a child, and you haven't forgiven them. That just means that somewhat, in some shape, form, or fashion, they cripple you. But God is saying that it's time for everyone who's listening on this phone right now, he's saying that it's time for you to come out of it. He's saying even though somebody dropped you, it's time for you to move forward. It's time to come out of a loader bar and move ahead. So, so, so uh, you're crippled. You know, I've been crippled, not because of what I bought on myself, but because of what somebody else did to me. And the bad thing about it, not only was he crippled, but to make matters worse, he was living in a place called Lodabar. 
uh, the king asked, is there, is there anyone left of the house of Saul that I can show God's kindness? And Ziba said, does the son of Jonathan, he's crippled in both feet. King said, where is he? Ziba answered, he's at the house of Makir, of son of Amiel in Lodabar. And there's something, because not only was he crippled, but he was living in Lodabar. So we know he has the condition, but now we see the concession. Concession means uh, giving up, yielding. That's something which is given up, yielding over to something. And so what Mephibosheth did, he yielded over and gave up what he should have possessed, and he settled for what he had. He settled to live in a place called Lodabar. And Lodabar means a place of no pasture. It's a place where outcasts live. It's a place where there's a lack of, uh, a place of lack. It's a place where there's poverty, there's dryness, there's desolation. It's a place where you really can't get a word, a place of, of wilderness. There's an empty field of no sowing and no harvest. And so when, when someone lives in Lodabar, that's, that's basically saying that they're, they're, in a point, they're at a point in their life to where uh, they're lacking what they need. It's dry. It's barren. So not, so not only was he uh, crippled and had a condition, but he was also living in a place of, of no harvest, a place of dryness. And I'm not sure about you all, uh, but I've been in Lodabar. And I'll say this. Once you live in Lodabar, you begin to think that that's your only option. You begin to think that nobody, that nobody loves you. You begin to think that uh, there's nothing beyond its boundaries. It'll seem like it's the end of the journey. And the bad thing is that uh, although Mephibosheth came from a line of royalty, he was living like a pauper uh, in Lodabar. He was living in bondage, chained to a lie and an unbroken curse. And, 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 and some of us right now are, are, are in bondage, chained to a lie, chained to an unbroken curse. And the thing about being in Lodabar is that you'll never be able to see God's true vision for your life as long as you choose to live in Lodabar. So it's bad enough that he lived in a place that meant a place of lack. But he was also, he was crippled, living in a, in a dry place, but also he was living in the, house of a, uh, by the, uh, in the house of a man by the name of Makir, and his name means sold out. So it's sad because he had been crippled for so long that he had finally sold out to his circumstances. And that's something because he really didn't want to be there. He was ashamed of being a cripple and who had been dropped. He was ashamed of living in a land that means no pasture, a place of no hope. And yet still, with all that going on, he was living in the house of a man whose name meant sold out. So here he is, a shameful man walking around, the descendant of the anointed one of Israel. Yet he exchanged the truth of his position for the lie of his circumstances. I'm going to say this. What did you do? Don't you ever allow the devil to use your circumstances to make you think that you have to sell and stay right where you are. Truth be told, no matter where you are on this evening, you are going to come up out of Lodabar. And don't you ever allow the devil to rob you of your inheritance by making you believe that you have to remain in Lodabar and be a sellout. Tell somebody don't be a sellout. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, regardless of what some man told you, what, somebody, what name somebody calls you, uh, regardless of how your mom or daddy treated you or how church folk treat you, you don't have to sell out to that lie and allow the devil to make you think that you are nobody, that you're nothing. You are royalty. Uh, amen. You, you no longer have to eat the crown. You can dine at the table because you're royalty. There's an, an anointing on your life. You are royalty. So some people are like Mephibosheth. <laughs> They're just merely existing. Don't have any real joy. Afraid to make a decision that could free them up spiritually. Afraid to make decisions that could enable them to prosper financially. They're stuck in a little bar, and the bad thing is that they're comfortable right there where they are. But you ought to be tired of living any kind of way. You ought to be tired of complaining about what you're going through. You ought to be tired of living below your provisions. You ought to be tired of being the tail and not the head. You ought to be tired of looking and living like a pauper when God has made you into royalty. And the thing is this, again, as long as you're there, you'll never be able to really recognize, again, the vision that God has for you. God has something for everybody who's listening to me on this phone right now. He's saying you don't have to remain in that state of mind. You don't have to remain where you are. Just because somebody dropped you and you became crippled, and I know some of you all have been dropped. I know some of you all have been hurt because of a fall. I know that some of you have, have not yet recuperated because you fell down and you've yet to get back to where you were. I know that your circumstances are not good because of some things that have happened in your life, but again, don't you ever allow anybody, no demon, no devil, no demonic spirit in hell, make you believe that you have to stay where you are. I know some yeah. of us have, have, had, have had to receive uh, government assistance and, and food stamps, things like that. Sometimes things get rough, but don't, but don't be a slide to the lie. Don't you ever make the, let the devil make you think that you've got to always receive 
food stamps and you're not going to be able to, re- to feed your family. Don't you let them convince you that you're never going to be able to pay your bills if the government doesn't send you a check. Don't let them convince you that, that you have to always uh, depend on Section 8 or else you're going to be outdoors. He wants you to believe that lie so you'll always be living on the crumbs of the world and not the promises of God. I'm mm-hmm. almost finished. Give me five more minutes. Okay. But, 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 but don't let your circumstances dictate your lifestyle instead of your position. Because, because if you do, you'll sell out your birthright for your current situation instead of waiting for your future promise. Don't be a sellout. Quit selling for anything, regardless of whether you're in this situation, regardless of what somebody did to you or not. You don't have to walk around here in shame and sell it for whatever, like Mephibosheth. But if you look at this, I like the, but the great part about this is that while he was in an older bar, there was somebody who was thinking about him. And so David said, is there anyone left? of the house of Saul. Keep in mind, Saul was the very one who tried to take his life. But I see grace and mercy right here with David. He said, is there anyone left in the house of Saul that, that I can show uh, kindness to? And right now, God is saying the same thing to all of us. He's saying, is there anyone, anyone right now that I can extend my grace and my mercy out to right now? It's something because a servant came and said, yeah, there's, 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 there's a man. His name is, his name is uh, uh, Mephibosheth. He's the son of John. He's crippling both feet. And so David basically said, this is something that's up. David said, you know, go in and get him. So we have a condition. Then we have, it, we have a concession where he gave up, and every now and then we all, we all have conceded for something. But the good thing is this. David brings forth and brings to light a contract that he made many years before, a covenant. So we have a condition, we have a concession, but we also have a covenant. Don't you know that you have a covenant with God? If you belong to God, uh, you have a covenant, and, and, and sometimes we might break that covenant, but God never will. That's right. Amen. See, David, had already, David had already made a covenant with Mephibosheth's daddy, and it was a blood covenant. It was more than just a contract. This covenant could not be broken. It could not be annulled. It could not be set aside. And because of this covenant, that's why he asked the question, is there anyone in the house of Saul that I can show kindness to? David had, David had experienced the covenant with God. When he defeated Goliath, it's because he had a covenant with God. So David wanted to show the kindness of God to Mephibosheth. So keep in mind, he had a covenant with his father, and I don't know, know about you right now, but you don't have to stay in your situation another day, another day because God has a covenant with you. And in that covenant, you'll find everything you need. He said, bring him to me. And he brought him out of Lodabar, and God is saying this right now. I've got so much grace and mercy for you all. I don't care who you are regardless of what you've been, regardless of how low you've been in, 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 in the ditch, in the hole. God is saying, my grace and mercy can pull you out of there. I don't know about you all, but I've been in the hole before. I've been down and out. But I thank God that I had his grace and his mercy, and he extended it to me when nobody else would. And it's because of that covenant that I'm feasting and I'm dining at the table with God right now. And because Jesus died for us, that sealed the covenant. Because God raised us from the dead and he shed his blood for us, that sealed the covenant. I'm going to leave you with, with, with a story. The story about this man, and it's, it's, it's something because uh, this man, he's a broke man, and, and, and he said, you know, I want to go on a trip. And so he decided to go on this trip, although he didn't have a lot of money. Uh, so he saved, he saved up, he saved, kept saving. And uh, eventually he was able to go on that trip. Uh, but he was broke, didn't have much money. And so he packed up peanut butter and jelly. And so he ate peanut butter and jelly on, on, on that Sunday night, ate peanut butter and jelly on the Monday, on the Tuesday, on the Wednesday. And then on that Wednesday he said, you know, I'm tired of eating this peanut butter and jelly. You know, uh, there has to be something better out there for me. And so he left his room, went out, and he saw a man. This man had steak. He had uh, lasagna. He had shrimp. He had different types of uh, vegetables and bread. And he said, now, now, you know, that's what I want to eat. So he asked him, and he said, how in the world could you afford this trip and then also afford to eat all this food like this? He said, I want to eat, I want to eat like that. And the man said, how in the world were you able to afford all this? And so the man looked at me strange, and he said, sir, he said, when you bought your ticket, all the food aboard this ship, every meal and all every meal that's included, all the food that's included in the meal, he said it was included with the ticket. He said, so when you bought your ticket, everything else was already extended, extended to you. And all I'm saying is this. When, when Jesus died on the cross, he provided a ticket for all of us. He provided grace. He provided mercy in everything that you ever desired comes along with that ticket. When he died, guess what? You received grace. You received mercy. You received joy. You received prosperity. 
So it's included in the ticket. So if you've got God's grace, if you've got that contract, yeah. everything that you ever desired, everything that you need, it comes along with that ticket. So I'll say this. If you're in the bar right now, God is saying this. It's time for you to come out. It's time for you to stop selling for the things you've been selling for. He's saying, I know you suffered because of condition. He's saying, I know that maybe you conceded. He's saying, my grace and mercy is saying right now is the time for you to come up from where you are and then dine with me. Take your rightful position. Uh, not tomorrow, not next week, but he's saying right now is the time. I thank God for you all. I thank you all for allowing me to give you all a short word of coming out of Lodabar. Uh, but I just say this, it's time to come out of Lodabar. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 If you'd like to sing for us, we'll take that too. <laughs> I don't know about singing this. That's uh, Minister Millicent. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little horse from the revival. I'm coughing. I don't want to be coughing while I'm singing. But, uh, but, 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 but I will say this. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, 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 the next time I want to be, I want to be included in listening and joining in with the service, most definitely. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that wonderful word. And for those of you who are listening, God's giving you an invitation, not just a challenge this afternoon, but an invitation. <laughs> the challenge is to come out of Lodabar. The invitation is to accept the ticket that has everything you need in it. So if you know that you need a Savior, and that Savior has already bought and paid for your ticket, then we yes. want to invite you to accept Jesus. If you are there, you've listened, you've been encouraged, you've been challenged, and you have received hope from the message, we invite you to pray this prayer after us. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know I'm not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Send me to my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Prayer with me. We want to minister to you. We want to pray with you. We want to explain to you what has happened to you, and, and it's, I promise you, it's the best decision you've ever made. So send us an email to refugefromstorm at aol.com. Give us your contact information. We'll get back in touch with you. If you're on the call this afternoon and you pray this prayer, stay on the call after the recording is ended, and we'll be happy to pray with you more. Now, uh, Reverend Deidre, if you'll come and, and, and bless us with, with some music, show Pastor James that we've been having good church on the phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amen. I've enjoyed myself. Mr. Milton? Yes, sir. Hello. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear what, what did you say now. Oh, we're going to have a song now by Reverend okay. Sterling Williams. Okay. Oh, Pastor Millicent, it looks like she had she hung up. Okay. Looks like she had to leave. Well, Gloria, you you have to fill in for. <coughs> Still there? Yeah. Well, okay. So blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Purchase of God. Born of his spirit. Washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Amen. 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 Thank you all. Amen. Minister Wilson, I'm going to go on back upstairs with my family so we can leave Washington and get back to Virginia. But thank you for, for having me. And 
I will. I look forward to um, uh, listening in. We so appreciate you. We pray that you will do that. Um, I will. We do have another 24-hour prayer uh, call coming up, so I'll I'll give you more information on that so that you can kind of participate and and get a little feel for what we're doing there. Okay. Thank you all, and and, uh, may God continue to bless all you ladies, and prayerfully something was said uh, that might encourage you to, to make a choice to come out of low the bar, if, if, if that be the case for any of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a blessed rest of the evening. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Gloria. That was wonderful. I appreciate that. I appreciate each of you. Uh, Sister Juanita, what a, a wonderful stirring of the, of, the, of the fire you did for us this afternoon, and I appreciate you for that. I thank God for for Reverend Deidre, who is always a blessing, and always able to lead us into the presence of the Lord, and that's, that's where we want to stay. I pray that you all receive the blessing from, from Pastor James. He is a tremendous pastor. He's a, he sings, and this is uh, Mother Neal's son, by the way. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he sings as good as his mother and uh, has has actually produced a play at uh, Tennessee Performing Arts Center and is getting into some other things in the entertainment industry. So we we are are blessed here to have him. I want to make the announcements, just kind of reiterate the announcements that um, for Wednesday night our Bible study is coming up. We wanted to get some feedback from you all about um, your need and desire to continue or to have um, more frequent during the holiday season, our emotional wellness support group during the holidays uh, it tends to be more lonely. You tend to have more depression, and the perps tend to do more evil towards us. So if you think it would be a blessing for you to have the uh, emotional wellness support group more frequently, just during the holiday season, we're willing to entertain that. Also, uh, there was a great time on on the call on the prayer call this morning. We invite you back next Saturday morning for the prayer call. Sister Juanita did a great teaching uh, as we be, as we get prepared for the twenty uh, four hours uh, phonathon that's coming up in November. Am I missing anything? Um, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if there's anyone on on the call who desire prayer, um, I will give the benediction, and then we will end the recording and stay on the line to pray with anyone who would desire to have that ministry. Father, we thank you now for the for the the time we've had this day. God, thank you that you met us. Thank you, O oh God, that we were able to. Feel your presence in a tangible way, God. Thank you, oh, God, that you didn't leave us sitting here wondering if you with us, God. You showed it by showing up, God, and we honor you for that. We praise you, God, for the words that we receive. We ask that you will bless Pastor James. Bless him, God, as he travels back to Virginia and then travels back to Tennessee. Give them traveling mercies, oh, God. Surround them by the angels who will minister to them as he travels. God, we just thank you now for every person that is on this phone, every family that's represented. I ask that you would bless them, God, bless their homes, bless their relationships, God, anybody. As we have all been forced in the Lord of our God, thank you that you're opening the door. You're making the ways, oh, God. You're clearing the path. You are calling forth the troops that will escort us out of Lodabar, just like Moses brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. God, thank you for every time that there's a Red Sea that you brought us across, God. Thank you for every time, oh, God, that you've just kept us together rather than allowing us to fall apart. When someone dropped us, God, when someone left us, when someone turned their back on us, oh, God, thank you that you were there just like you were for David, who declared, when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. God, thank you for every time you've taken us up and kept us unto yourself. Now, Lord, we ask it as we leave this place, we thank you that you promised that we would never leave your sight. For your eyes, God, go to and fro throughout the whole earth, and you're looking for an opportunity to show yourself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards you. So, God, just like Sister Gloria, let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O God, for you are our strength and our redeemer in Jesus' 
name. Amen. 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 Sister Cassandra, you can close the recording and we'll stay on the line for a special prayer. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.